Hello, welcome to A Side of Life podcast. I'm Leanne. I'm Al. And welcome, welcome back. Hello. So today we have a guest, a very special guest. Uh, her name is Yulia. She is pretty cool. She has been uh, traveling with her little girl, Katia, who is three in a little bit, um, for a little while. And we have had some listeners reach out to us and say, Leanne, Al, we enjoy your podcast. We think you're cool, but you don't have kids. How do we navigate this whole situation? We have no idea. So we reached out and we found the fabulous Yulia, who is going to talk through her experiences of traveling and living abroad with children. So if you're listening to this and you are thinking, I don't have kids, what's this got to do with me? Still listen, because she talks about the kind of like the idea, the philosophy behind travel. And it just... You'll be interested, I think, to see that actually not much changes just because she's got a kid. Oh, that sounds cool. It is. So you're going to listen to some highlights. Well, you're going to listen to some questions, and then you'll listen to the highlights. And essentially, you're going to learn why they moved to the Netherlands, why they moved from the Netherlands, um, why they've got backup options, um, particularly why they chose Croatia, which is quite interesting as well. It's mm -hmm. um, For those of you who are linguists, linguinis, what's the word when someone likes that? <laughs> linguinis, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Linguistologists, then <laughs> then you'll, you'll, you'll probably already be way ahead of us knowing why they've why a Ukrainian speaking person has gone to Croatia. But for those of us who aren't though as clever as that, then uh, some, cool, uh, some cool insights. Great, let's meet Yulia. All right, and today's guest, we're very excited to have, have she's a first, the first person we've had with kids on the podcast. Um, people have been asking us to talk to someone who's got kids. Um, she's originally from Ukraine, moved to San Francisco when she was 11. She met her husband, who's also from the former Soviet Union. Uh, she studied in Paris. She moved to, to Amsterdam and she's been in Malaysia, Thailand. Looking at her Instagram, she's been around the Black Sea as well, Crimea, um, Krasnodar. I'm not sure I'm saying that right. Anyway, so I want to, and she's currently in Croatia. So I want to welcome Yulia Kolina. Hello, Yulia. Hello, Al. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Um, we've had a lot of people asking us about, um, about traveling with children. And uh, my wife and I, Leanne, uh, don't have kids in any regular listeners will know that we don't have kids and no plans to so we couldn't answer that question and so i posted on a on a forum on facebook a forum how old am i on a facebook group and asked for someone who uh, who had kids who traveled with kids to, to come on and yulia very kindly um said that she would so i want to kick things off by asking you you obviously went from um the former soviet union to the to the us but what was it what was that inciting moment was there any kind of realization that you wanted to leave the us or was it that you wanted to explore other things what was your reasons for leaving the us uh, yes, we were, uh, with my husband at the time, uh, um, working a lot, and I think it was somewhat of a burnout that we went through, uh, especially me, and I, and I thought, well, let's try maybe another chapter and uh, move to Europe or maybe do it temporarily for about six months or so. And my husband had an uh, office in Utrecht, which is not far away from Amsterdam, and we just you know, tried for six months to see how it would work. And we moved there. And well, we stayed there for over four years and had a kid. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was quite a move, I think. Um, and we really did have a um, good realization that we had a more of a life work balance in Europe uh, a bit versus, let's say, in the US, where I think would, you know, do a lot more 
uh, in terms of putting the hours in uh, for our companies in San Francisco where we built our careers. So you talk about working remote. I mean, was that was that always the dream to be able to do this? Yeah, uh, in a certain extent, it was uh we've we've always wanted to travel a lot and even before having a uh, a child it was something that we've constantly did and that's why we travel so much in asia and in europe when we moved to the netherlands um but with a with a child now and she's three years and three months and so um it's a bit more um challenging in some aspect because we have to not only consider our own uh, opinions and where we want to go but also her so that's where the uh, you know the juggling part comes in um, but it really is more so you know fascinating <laughs> to have a, another you know best friend that, that you know goes with you and like travels around so it's really it's really awesome that's cool so when you had um, your daughter did you did that change or does that affect any of your decisions on where you were going to travel to? Uh, yes, absolutely. In a sense, we always, now when we travel, whether we stay lo- like long-term over winter in a country or we uh, just a few months or however long we're away from home, um, we always make sure that there's, of course, uh, where we stay, there are like playgrounds around, right? There are uh, maybe an expat community of, of other families with kids um, or with the, the languages that Katya, our daughter, knows. And that's really important that she's able to have a connection uh, when we travel and have that. um, Karina is very social, our daughter, so um, it's important that she um, interacts with other children. I think this is true for for most kids in general. Absolutely. And so tell me more about about Katia's language then. So she she was born in the Netherlands. Did she start speaking Dutch? Was that her first language? Uh, so she's bro- born in Amsterdam, yes, the Netherlands, and um, she speaks Russian, she English, of course, those are two base languages. And when we were there in the Netherlands, uh, we she basically, of course, interacted with Dutch kids and definitely picked up more and more of the local language. Um, but because we take the we took the time to go to other places in the winters and um travel as of right now we try to stick to having her speak only the two languages that we know unless we decide to stay much longer in a you know uh, in the foreign country where we are residing so am i right in thinking that um croatia where you are right now so croatian and russian come Mm -hmm. from a similar kind of root language root correct (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely right. Uh, which is why it's so much easier for us, uh, knowing Russian and Ukrainian, uh, to pick up the Croatian language versus, let's say, when we moved from the US to the Netherlands, uh, yeah, there, it, it was a bit more difficult because I think uh, the Dutch language it's incorporates the German language and some English and some Latin and, thing, and it has its uh, its own dynamic. So I think learning Dutch is much more complicated than it was for us. Uh, then, which is why we didn't really learn it as much as let's say Croatian that we pick up so easily now within being here for like just a few weeks. Um, so yeah, and, and also another factor that goes in is. Um, when moving around is that you, if you, there's a city, let's say Amsterdam, that everyone speaks English at, uh, then you don't really have to learn the local language, right? There's so many places like this around the world. And which is why we want to, when we travel with our child and we decide that we will 
in the next couple of years we'll have one more kid, uh, we want to be able to stay in such places where it would be easier for us to find um, the same expats, the same people uh, that speak the same languages as us. Cool. So, so, th- so if you were to move on from Croatia, then does that mean that you'd be looking for somewhere where it's predominantly English or predominantly um, a language similar to Russian or Ukrainian? Um, well, uh, I would say so. Correct. Correct. Yes. That's at this point. Um, it doesn't, uh, well, hold us back because for example, the Netherlands doesn't, I mean, yeah, English is, is a kind of like a second language. Everyone there speaks it. So that's why I would say, um, moving there, right. Or or temporarily staying there would be beneficial and it's easy. Um, so we are looking for a base, yeah, to move, uh, to move into, to, to build a house and such, and such, uh, things so it's possible that we would uh, look into thinking to find a way to see where we could um, the local language to be easy uh, for us to learn. You know, if it, if it comes to those terms. Um, so yeah, um, we didn't really go f- that far into thinking it because um, yeah, we already have a few languages under our belt. It's not as difficult, but uh, with a child, yeah, you have to kind of think about the future, right? Where they will go to school uh, or the kindergarten. And these things are absolutely so important. Uh, and, and it bases on where we decide to move next or travel next, if it's going to be for however long it is. And so uh, either you find that local community or you have to adapt to the lo- to the language so that uh, the child is able to speak with the, uh, with the peers. So I'd imagine then with that much movement and different experiences then... So I'd imagine that Katya is quite adaptive to to new situations. Yes, I think because she travels so frequently, um, you know, with us, we I do think that uh, she uh, is able to quickly uh, make friends wherever she goes, and that's kind of the the positive point about you know having a kid exposed to travel so early in their life, um, and it really makes things a lot easier for them um, versus just you know, staying in one place and they do get, they really absorb things so quickly around their environment and able to, to take in so much more. So I do think it's a benefit for them to be able to travel and live in, in other countries. So yeah, it's, it's quite easy. So we talked a little bit about nurseries, but uh, well, kindergarten. Um, so at the moment, is Katya in kindergarten at the moment? So um, because we're just uh, going into, you know, creation, uh, base in a way, right? We're, we're checking out the country and seeing what we can find. We are looking for a kindergarten at the moment, right? Or maybe a part-time kindergarten where she can be there for uh, like three, four hours. And that gives me a chance to uh, pick up a project, right? Uh, for my work. And so though, for example, every day I should be able to, to go there. So uh, again, and the idea here is that let's say when we come when you come here to Croatia and we are in split right now, there are many um, places kindergartens English speaking, yeah, um, and like British schools in Zagreb, for example. But in on the coastline, like split, it's a lot less. So uh, we have to be very, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I don't know how to, I don't know how I would say this, resourceful to try to figure out how, ways how we can find an English speaking or a Russian speaking um, kindergarten or as a small kind of um, nanny that uh, who can pick up three, four kids and, and uh, 
take to take or take them to playgrounds, for example. So um, the Netherlands had many many um, options like this, but for the for Croatia, I think it's a little bit more limited. Again, depending on where you are, and which is why we are um, doing our best to find uh, this good connection for for uh, kindergarten. Do you have a? I mean. You've only been split a week, haven't you? But do you have an idea of where in Croatia or where in the world you might want to settle when she does start school? Uh, yeah, so I do think it would be probably uh, the two two places. It would be uh, Croatia here because it's really nice the the weather and um, what we hear from in terms of the schools. Uh, the people are super nice. Uh, it's they're really good culture and community. So uh, we really are enjoying it here. Uh, so far, and depending on how things go uh, worldwide, with how th- you know things are happening with the pandemic and things like that, um, we may also do to spend some time in Russia, and that would be you know super easy because we speak the language and we know uh, the ins and outs of the country. Um, but again, it all depends. So we're trying to be flexible, and this is the idea with also with children is that <laughs> you have to be able to uh, pivot. Uh, whenever things, you know, go a little bit, not how you expect. And that is absolutely okay. So, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. I think that um, some of the questions that we got um, from our listeners were around this fear that you're going to have to either be exposing your child to some, some, you know, some awful experience by moving them around or you're going to be st- stuck somewhere for 11 years while they go through school, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's quite refreshing to hear that, that you, you know, you are willing to pivot. You've got lots of different ideas, lots of different avenues. And uh, that's really cool. I have a question though. Um, do you ever feel that you're enforcing this lifestyle on Katya? Uh, this is a very good question. Um, to a certain degree, it is, right? Because uh, kids pick up from their parents. They are like sponges. And whatever the whatever that you in, enforce in your house uh, with your children, whatever ideas and culture, whatever that you decide to, um, to show your ch- child will stick with them. So with traveling and living in a different country, I do think that this lifestyle... Um, will be part of her when she grows up, when she is growing up. And um, when she becomes older, she will choose for herself how she wants to live, right? To be based completely in one place or uh, travel around as a nomad, uh, however she chooses. Uh, but I think we give her this um, opportunity to, to make that choice uh, for herself. Because when you, when you um, travel when you're young, uh, you're able to be more adaptive to circumstances in various countries um, and interact with different people. This is something that I I had when I was a child, and my mother moved with me to to the U.S. when I was eleven, and um, we really traveled quite a lot, and it really gave me this love and urge to be able to see other cultures and people and places, and I love nature and um, and hiking and swimming, and so it really has become part of me, and I do want to pat, pass on um, these ideas to my children. I love it. I love it. I think that when you meet someone who has moved around quite a lot as a child, 
particularly if they've picked up several different languages, they're always, first of all, so interesting. And secondly, they're just cool people because, you know, they've just seen so many things, haven't they? So I think Katya in, uh, in 15 years time, 20 years time is going to be a really cool person to hang out. With. Yeah, yeah. They, there's a lot more subjects that they can discuss and be really more flexible. And I think that's really a good, uh, a good thing to have, but really just giving them that opportunity and they really, they can choose, you know, maybe they up to, up to a certain uh, age, they travel and after those they say, okay, now I'm good to settle down and just live in one place for the next 10 years, for example. And then they wake up and pick up and, you know, uh, travel and live in another country. And it's really good to be able to just know that this whole world, this, this planet is really your home and you can go anywhere and do pretty much anything. So it's good to be open-minded in that aspect. That's a really nice way of putting it. This whole world is your potential home. I really like that. So tell me about, um, so is there anything you miss from the Netherlands, from your time in Netherlands, time in, um, uh, in the U.S.? Uh, definitely. I would say, especially when we um, travel with Katerina uh, from the U.S., where we have a lot of our family members, that support network is definitely missed because when we live, um, when we first start living in the Netherlands and uh, we had Katerina her first like year. It was a bit more challenging. Uh, we had to really grow our own network and uh, invite, you know, my mom to visit or my husband's mother. So um, it's a bit more challenging when you're so far away from your uh, extended family. But this is where we became, become creative and create our own with our friends in the Netherlands and um, invite our, you know, the, my husband's sister uh, to, you know, hang out. And it really then becomes a bit more easier. Uh, so this is kind of part of the, <laughs> of living, being an expat uh, with kids in different countries that you have to be uh, resourceful and find different ideas how to uh, spend time with your extended family. And so we constantly have um, video calls uh, with my parents and my uh, Victor, my husband's, uh, Victor's parents, and um, they do periodically come. Of course, given the situation currently happening in the world and the restrictions on travel, it's a bit more difficult. I think that's why we have more video chats <laughs> than ever before, but... Um, it's still something as we see restrictions, uh, let, you know, ease up. Uh, of course, more of our family members are able to come and spend time with us. And um, I think the balance here uh, when traveling with kids is that really giving your, yourself and your spouse, uh, your partner, time uh, together, um, kind of. So you spend the time with kids, but then if you need to have them um, taken care of by a nanny or a babysitter or a friend. Uh, I think this is important and then to spend that time uh, with your partner uh, because that really gives that um, balance, that sanity, you know, mm. to, be able to, <laughs> to be able to spend time with kids and then without them, you know, uh, like an adult conversations over dinner or, or, or a concert or something like this. So. This seems to be a recurring theme with both our guests and also when Leanne and I chat as well um, on podcasts is that when you are when you are to a certain extent isolated as a unit, then you have to be everything. You have to be friends, you have to be a business coach, you have to be, you know, colleagues, and you obviously have to be a mother. Um, and it's, it is quite difficult to balance that sort of, that sort of, all those things, isn't it? It could be, yeah. I mean, it is. Um, uh, it can be at times a bit challenging, um, but uh, there are, I think there's a lot of uh, resources available today with the internet and, um, yeah, the, to be able to, 
find what works uh, for your family, yeah, for for the for your children because every everyone is so different, and see kind of where you go from there. So really, de- it really depends case to case, also. So thinking back to when you started this adventure, um, what gave you? Because I'm sure a lot of listeners are like, this sounds amazing. You know, I, I, I'm I'm loving what Yuli is doing and whatever, but. I'm too scared to start. So what gave you the courage to actually start on this adventure? Uh, well, if, if not to get too philosophical, I would say that um, we, li- we live this life. Yeah, time flies. Um, it's going through, going for your dreams of what you really want to do. Because fear really keeps you grounded, uh, keeps you back from really going for what you really want to do. And I think one of the strategies that we've always done is kind of jumping into that fear because once you overcome it, once you're faced with it, uh, of travel or of, of being with kids, and it's, I think, a bit more challenging because you really have to consider um the opinion and the wants and needs of another human being. Uh, so you have to be really flexible and uh, going into that fear and just embracing it, um, overcoming it really helps. And um, after, after achieving these, you look back on what you've done and after achieving um, these steps forward, you're able to see, okay, well, it wasn't so scary. It really, the fear is so much bigger than we think it is. It's it's just in our minds. And when you actually start doing it step by step, um, it's in life, it really is, it's much easier and it's much more fun than just sitting and, uh, you know, being afraid of of, uh, what would happen. Yeah. Yeah. Go really go after, after what you really want, because, um, we have our lives, the life itself is quite short. And if we don't do what I think we will be able to regret to what we didn't do when we were at, you know, uh, like 10 years ago or five years ago, however long, um, it's rather to do it and regret and like, sorry, it's rather to do it and fail rather than not do it and never know what would have happened if you moved to France or, I don't know, Australia or anywhere else and did whatever that you want to do there, you know, or just be uh, explorative and, um, yeah, adventurous and see what life will bring you, even with kids. And I've heard so many stories and from my friends and acquaintances about traveling with three, four kids and uh, to completely new, unfamiliar countries. And, you know, it's, it's really, really awesome because it opens up your character and your, um, and for kids, especially, uh, it really gives them this, this advantage, uh, to be able to create and be creative in the, in a different environment. Yeah. A really good way to look at it. So just wrapping things up then, tell me if you were to go back, um, to Yulia 10 years ago, five years ago, when you were about to start this journey, is there anything that you would tell her to do differently? It's a really good question. I say that I wish that I'd done it sooner, that I left US uh, to try new uh, countries and to try new things sooner, to be honest. Um, Yeah, I spent time building a career uh, in the US and it really, I could have done so much more, I think, and build my my character more, I think, if I started sooner. But I'm glad that I did it. Um, And that is really important. Much more than than yeah, saying it, uh, saying that uh, what would what, what different I would have done. I think what I have already done has created the character and who I am today, and I'm really happy uh, where I stand. Mm, at the same time, I think that 
more, just doing a lot more um, and um, doing more of what I enjoy. And it's really good for everyone to um, really base um, their ideas on what comes from the heart and what they really want to do and just go and do it. Do it. Out of interest, this isn't, this isn't necessarily around um, ch- traveling with children, but I'm, I'm curious about this. You're, you're about the third or fourth guest to have said something like, I had an established career and a career ladder in my home country. I've moved away. Um, and so do you think that, is, is this is this affecting your career progression anyway, or is it a different, totally different avenue? What do you what do you think? I do think so. Um, it really the question the idea is that it really depends on how much you love what you do. So if you're if I am in a career that I enjoy doing, and all I want to do is just shift gears into a new country, that is one thing. Um, but let's say if I, I built a career like me and I burnt out a bit, you know, it just worked quite a lot and I wanted to completely do a new chapter and, um, that really helps. And when moving really refreshes your mind, uh, and gives you a new kickstart into maybe doing something a bit different or, you know, shifting in the career to maybe a little bit of a different, um, segment or sphere. So I do think that being in a new place on the planet gives you a bit of a different energy and you're able to think more creatively. So absolutely. I think that is, that's helpful. Well, I've run out of questions. Is there any question you think that I should have asked you that I haven't? Uh, yes. I think one thing potentially for your viewers good to know when traveling or moving to a new country with kids, uh, rather regardless of if they are small or a bit older, is preparing what you take with uh, with you, right, from your uh, home. And this is quite important, I think, uh, to bring a piece of home with you. Uh, something that they really love, whether it's a toy or a book or like a blanket or a pillow, even if a parent thinks, oh, but no, that's, you know, that's ridiculous. Why would I take this or this old bike or something with us? But it, it, it means a lot to a child. Yeah. And it's good to have a few little things that you can put in your new home or new apartment. Um, and the kids will feel more at home when they move around. So and I think that's a really good uh, thing to consider when moving is really bringing those maybe non-essentials but important things for the heart for the children any other closing advice for someone who's thinking of doing this uh yes uh happy parents happy kids so that is that is awesome so we definitely uh, do what makes you happy as a parent and the kid will just absorb that and be happy as well so that is one thing to really uh, consider and um, live by, I think. Love it. Happy parent, happy kids. I really enjoyed that. It's cool, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I Can I tell you for why I enjoyed that? I'd like that. I'd like that a <laughs> is lot. Is that what we tend to do in this little... I think so. Yeah, this bit. Do you know what I liked? <laughs> is that I, I don't have children. I don't plan to have children. I have a little interest in children that aren't related to me in some way. However, I think a lot of that is because I always see children this like scary thing and this big barrier to the life that I want to have. And and what I loved about Yulia is she talks about children in in the aspect that that 
they're part of the family unit. And yes, they are in a very important consideration when considering where you're going to travel to, where you're going to live, where you're going to base yourself. But ultimately, it's about making decisions for you, for your unit. Mm. And I think one thing that she said that we both applauded. Literally. Happy parent, happy child. Yes. And I think that's, it's, it's, it's like whether you've got cats or, um, hello, Kath and Dave, whether you've got cats, whether you've got dog, like we have, whether you've got children, it's just, you know, you, you, you've got to, you can't make the decision based necessarily on your dependence. Can you call a dog a dependent? I think in our world we can. <laughs> and other, other people that have animals out there and no children would as well. But I think that's it, like you said, isn't it? You have to make a decision for the good of the family unit. Yes. Our family unit includes a dog. Yulia's family unit includes Katia. Mm-hmm. You know, other people out there will, will have different different scenarios, whether it's elderly parents or or dependent siblings, or you have to make decisions based on the family unit you're in, but that doesn't mean you have to make decisions for that one person alone. Could have it turned out? Who knows? If you're looking back in 10 years' time, what would have happened if I had moved to Italy or Croatia or the States or Australia? Better to look back in 10 years' time and go, yeah, that worked for a little bit, and then we went back home, in inverted commas, where that is. Or you look back and go, this is the best decision we made, this is our life. It's... Yeah, mic drop. And that's us out of here. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Mic drop. What the hell have you become, Leanne? Rude. (laughs) You're not that cool. Uh, (laughs) I have nothing to say. (laughs) 